Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Seminary and Table Talk. We are your hosts. My name is Jaron. And my name is Thomas. And today we have another guest. Uh, Bruce Miller is one of our classmates, and he is a candidate for ministry in the Presbyterian Church. Bruce? Yes, so thanks for having me uh, around. I uh, appreciate this opportunity to, um, uh, to join this podcast, maybe talk a bit about Calvin. Uh, yes, I am a Presbyterian. Um, I am in my third semester at Trinity um, for a Master's of Divinity. And for our uh, Presbyterian program, I'm actually only in school for three years. Uh, so I should be finishing up in another year and a half. And my, my objective is to go into parish ministry and probably with a very particular fondness for dealing with those who um, are just kind of struggling with life's problems, um, addiction, recovery, uh, mental illness, those kinds of things. But uh, my focus is parish ministry and having my own congregation. Well, I think we're very excited to have you on. Thank you. Um, Presbyterian Church has its roots in John Calvin um, and John Knox, who would later borrow some of Calvin's teachings. And so we wanted uh, Bruce to come on today and talk to us about Calvin's teachings, especially concerning the sacraments. So I guess, Bruce, we could just start off, you know, what does the Presbyterian Church and Calvinism in general teach about the sacraments? What are the sacraments? How many are there? Stuff like that. So to be, to be um, clear about one thing up front, there are actually, there is a Calvinist uh, denomination, if you want to call it that, or actual Calvinist um, but as you point out, John Knox is kind of more of the founder of the Presbyterian religion. He is Scottish, and he studied Calvin, so many of Calvin's principles came over and were the foundation of what John Knox put together. But there are Calvinists, and Calvinists are, uh, they tend to be, if you go into anything about Calvin, Calvinists themselves tend to be very um, very conservative, maybe even fundamentalist from my experience. But uh, to get to your question, in the Presbyterian Church, we have, um, very similar to Lutherans, we have two sacraments. We have baptism and the Lord's Supper. Uh, in terms of baptism, we traditionally will, um, uh, we traditionally do infant baptisms. Obviously, anyone can be baptized at any time but for the most part, we do an infant baptism uh, as opposed to a believer's baptism, which is, uh, in my history, I was also Baptist for a short while, and believer's baptism is something that they practiced, and so therefore, uh, I was baptized into the Baptist faith along those lines. So infant baptism is, um, uh, baptism in general is one of our sacraments, and uh, I believe, from my understanding, that our, our sacraments or our beliefs or views around that between Lutheran, the Lutheran and Presbyterian faith are very similar, if not identical. The other sacrament is the Lord's Supper. And um, that's a very interesting, uh, again, we have very similar uh, identities around that. 
uh, and but yet it was also a very interesting. Uh, uh, it was a very interesting uh, debate, we should say, between Calvin and Luther uh, and Zwingli at one point. Uh, the major thing that is of a difference, if you will, in the Presbyterian view of that sacrament, or from Calvin especially, is that the bread and wine are representative of, uh, or of Jesus. They are, uh, whereas Luther believed they were the actual body and blood of Christ when we took the, that sacrament, uh, for Presbyterians, it is viewed as a remembrance. So it's a symbol of what, of what occurs there. Now, um, what's interesting is, is that another thing that, that Calvin, and I'm not sure I understand the full context behind it, but one of the things that Calvin looked at was that he felt that when we would take uh, communion, the Lord's Supper, that we would be, I guess, um, lifted into the clouds to commune with Jesus. And, and so therefore, although the bread and wine were um, representative of the body and blood of Christ, we would be uh, communing with him in the clouds through our spirit. And uh, that because, uh, and this actually is the one thing that uh, Calvin that I know points out that in his view, he did not see how if Christ in his fleshy body was sitting at the right hand of God could be in two places at once with, with uh, the bread and the wine. So therefore, instead of him coming down to us, we all kind of meet somewhere in the clouds. So that's the primary distinction. Although, uh, again, the sacrament itself is uh, very much a revered um, celebration uh, in terms of our communing with Jesus and remembering what he did for us on the cross. So that's kind of our two sacraments in a nutshell. Um, don't, we don't see marriage. We don't see death. We don't uh, uh, any of those as sacraments. Um, and uh, we do have, uh, so because we practice infant baptism, there is a communion or I'm sorry, a confirmation that usually occurs. Um, tend to try to do it with middle schoolers. So maybe right about 13, maybe 13 to preteen. However, it can happen anytime. And, and, it, and it always just depends if you have, if you're doing it annually, if you even have that kind of um, youth <clears throat> program, or maybe you do it periodically and you have a much larger group. So. Um, but back to the sacraments, baptism, Lord's Supper, that's all we, that's all we celebrate, much like the Lutherans. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you for that. And yeah, and, and like the Lutheran Church, we do, we tend to practice infant baptism, though we are not um, against baptizing adults, especially those who are coming from other congregations. Um, and we... And we also have that confirmation for middle schoolers. Um, but kind of going back to the Lord's Supper, and I think this is where Lutherans and Presbyterians disagree, is kind of that presence of Christ within, within the elements, within the bread and wine. Um, why is that? I know we kind of talked about it a little bit, but is 
Can we speak more to that? Well, um, again, I think that if you go uh, from Luther's perspective uh, and believing that this was the actual, uh, so if you go to if you go to Christ at the Last Supper, saying, "This is my body that is broken for you, and this is my blood that is poured out for you," I would assume that. Luther was focusing on those subjects, that, that these elements are his actual body, whereas um, he, Jesus says, do this in remembrance of me. So I think Calvin's focus, which comes from, from that aspect and from some writings of Paul, are that we do it in remembrance. It isn't the actual uh, body and blood. And, and like I said, Calvin looked at this and said, if Jesus is in his fleshy body, how is he not in, how can he be in two places in once, uh, at once? I, I would say that I, I get that point, but I also believe that his omnipresence could be everywhere at the same time. It was a matter of contention, and my understanding is there was a debate at one point between, uh, between Luther and Calvin. And my understanding is that when Luther arrived, he wrote on the table and put his books on top of it, top of it that said, it is the body. So, um, so uh, however, I am also to understand that at the end of that discussion debate that Luther and Calvin had, they left each other in peace with the agreement to disagree and to recognize and celebrate it because um, as they're in their own ways, because it was a very important part of what became the Reformed faith of Lutheranism and, and Calvinism and eventually Presbyterianism. Mm -hmm. And you're talking, you're talking about that, Bruce, the, the fact that they left, left amicably, um, kind of both Luther's and Calvin's understanding the sacraments actually poured over into another Christian denomination, which is the Anglican, the Anglican Church, the Church of England, as well as the Episcopalian. So there is a bit of that legacy too, even though they disagreed, their theologies, their sacramental theologies were able to pour over into another Christian denomination. Mm -hmm. And also, Jesus probably hadn't mastered bilocation at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm sure he did. What I think is interesting that you touched on, Bruce, is that even though our denominations have different understandings of the sacraments, uh, we can still work well together, and we can still be brothers and sisters in Christ together. I mean, uh, Thomas and I, the denomination we're part of, the ELCA, is in full communion with your church, the PCUSA. Mm -hmm. So it's clear that, at least in modern times, our church, our traditions are overcoming some of these divisions that occurred in the past. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I would say, and to your point, we are overcoming those divisions. Um, you know, and I, and I guess from my standpoint, I I don't want to say, oh, gee, does it matter or who cares. Uh, in my mind, what, what, what we should be understanding or remembering out of the Lord's Supper um, is certainly the, the price that Jesus paid to give us all freedom. Mm -hmm. 
by all means, we should revere that sacrament for what it is as the last supper that he had before he was then hung on the cross. Mm -hmm. However, it is a representation of him hanging on the cross, which was a command and a commission for us to go to the world, go to the world and, and express the, 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 the good news of the gospel. So in my mind, well, again, we can have these disagreements over, over you know, what are the elements in reality. I, I don't see where it should hinder us in as brothers and sisters and everybody, all of us together in Christ moving forward with the understanding that we need to fulfill the word of Jesus, fulfill his mission. As I often uh, will preach about when I do some preaching, is that we are the modern day hands and feet of Christ's ministry. Mm -hmm. He left us in charge. And I would think that what's most important to, to Jesus, what's most important to God, is that we are continuing that ministry that he began, which was outreach to the least of these. Um, and how do we promote um, uh, social justice? equality? Um, how do we wrap our arms around the people that are suffering and hurting in this world? If our focus is only on division or our argument that, that Calvin and, and Luther had, is it the body and the blood or are we lifted in the clouds, then we're missing the point. And, and I think that uh, I, I have made an analogy that, uh, you know, I, I think if uh, if, we, if, if a Lutheran and a Presbyterian wound up at the pearly gates at the same time and, and one looked at him and said, well, he believes that the sacraments were just a representation, so he should go to hell. Or the other one says, well, no, they think this silly thing that it's this blood and body and all that, and they should go to hell. St. Peter's going to look at it and say, well, you're both idiots because what <laughs> they want you to do, you know, what, what God or what Jesus commanded us to do was to live out the gospel. These elements, these things were to help us to reconnect with that great commission that was to share the gospel. And, and as I often love to quote the quote from St. Francis of Assisi, preach the gospel at all times and when necessary, use words. So what are we doing as followers of Christ and whether we say I'm Lutheran or I'm or I'm, I'm, I'm Presbyterian, or I'm Calvinism, or I'm Seventh-day Adventist, or I'm, or I'm Catholic, or I'm Methodist, or Baptist. Our commission is the same, and that is, is to take that message to the world. So I think the sacraments are important to us. I think the way that we view them differently is important, but I think what's most important is that what they represent is what our command was, which was to go and take this message to the world. That's very Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So I guess our final question would be, where do we go from here? Where do you think that, um, where do you think Presbyterianism and Lutheranism can work together in the future? What, what should we be doing? Um, we've kind of highlighted some of the differences, but where, where do you think we can come together in today's contemporary society? So I believe that there is a lot that's being done individually uh, in the denominations, right? Um, 
there are many things that we are doing uh, in individual denominations, which I think is important to affirm uh, moving forward in this new age, uh, affirming the LGBTQ plus community, um, affirming the need for social justice. I think that what we need to be able to do is to show that no matter which label you put on yourself, Lutheran, Presbyterian, Methodist, whatnot, that you know, we may be adopting into that church or we may be adopting into that denomination because of something that we see. But I think that we more or less, uh, we need to focus on the fact that we're not in competition. We're, we're here to make a, a, a pave a path that continues Jesus' ministry into our modern times. And if I say we go back to anything, then I would say we need to go back to focusing on, on uh, you know, what is it that, that, that the Lord requires of us to, but to walk humbly with, with our Lord and, and to do justice and, and have kindness. And I don't think that any label prevents or enables you to do that. I would like to see um, moving forward that uh, we move forward in unity over the things that unite us. Uh, I think too often, and this just doesn't go between denominations, um, it, it could go actually between religions. Uh, um, if we only focus on what divides us, we're missing the whole opportunity of what unites us, right? So even if we're looking beyond the borders of Protestant religion or, or uh, Christianity, you know, why are we so focused on what divides us between, uh, say, Christianity and Judaism or Islam? Uh, there is so much that unites us. Uh, and every one of these religions has an element that says we need to be practicing, excuse me, we need to be practicing kindness. We need to be promoting social justice and the welfare of humanity. So, I think with any of this, uh, a lot more of it has to be what unites us and how do we build upon that to build greater missions to the world. Maybe it's a matter of um, all of us coming together and, and pulling all of our resources together and saying, how do we go out and impact the world? I know from my, uh, from my home congregation, uh, many times a year, Presbyterian, We'll head downtown Columbus here and, and go to uh, work at the uh, Lutheran Social Services. Uh, you know, great organization. They are doing so much to help the homeless community in town and so much to help promote, you know, how do you move people forward uh, out of those circumstances. And I, I don't care whose name is on the front door. That's a mission that we need to, to invest in. Um, there are countless people in this world that are hurting and that are broken, that are, that are struggling with addictions, with poverty, poverty with injustice. Um, uh, they are LGBTQ plus people who are, who are struggling because they face harassment or violence or abuse because they're not accepted. And, and, I don't see anything where Jesus didn't accept everybody just exactly as they are. Um, so I think Lutherans, Presbyterians, any, any religion, any denomination 
I think going forward, I would just look at, you know, these differences in theology, they're not what should define us. Paul called us to live at peace with each other. And I think that what we should look for, what we should be doing is looking forward as to how we as Christians can serve the world and spread the word of Jesus Christ through our mission, through the way that we interact with the world. So uh, to me, uh, and I, I would even say, like I said, what unites us? Yeah. I think our world is too busy trying to figure out what divides us and not looking at what unites us. Uh, and that, that unfortunately is playing out in politics. It's playing out everywhere. And an ability to just say, what's really important here? Mm -hmm. You know, if you went in your own congregations and if you had 200 people, you asked, tell me what your personal theology is on whatever, you get as many different answers as people that you interview. And yet they may be all of the same denominational faith. Is that wrong? Is that right? Does it matter? Um, it, it matters at some level, but for the most part, I think what matters is, is how we can unite and move forward to really fulfill the Great Commission. I think I don't think I could have said it better myself. I think that's great. You could probably say it in fewer words in less time because I'm kind of long-winded, but... <laughs> oh, it was wonderful. Uh, thank you for being on this podcast with us, Bruce. It, it's great to have you as always. Yeah, thank you. Uh, uh, we look forward to releasing our podcast next week. Um, once again, I'm Jaren. And I'm Thomas, and we are Seminary and Table Talk here at Trinity Lutheran Seminary. See you next week. Take care. Bye now. <laughs>